Warning, the following episode contains discussions about violent crimes, disturbing events, and explicit details that may be unsettling for some listeners. Please be advised that this podcast is not suitable for young children, and listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey y'all, welcome to Southern Shadows, a mother-son true crime podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Janet, aka Mama. And I'm DK. And I know what you're thinking, it's not Tuesday, so why is Southern Shadows popping up on my feed? Well, we wanted to jump in here and drop a little mini episode of a case that I've been seeing all over my For You page on TikTok. Honestly, I thought this thing took place like a couple months ago, but it turns out that it actually takes place in 2022, still very recent. But it's a case out of Cypress, Texas, of two twins who escape from a house of horrors. It's pretty open and shut, so let's get into it. Cypress is an affluent community located 24 miles northwest of downtown Houston in Harris County. The Cypress Urban Cluster ranks 50th in the top 100 highest income urban areas in the United States. It is known as one of the Houston area's largest suburban communities. Their school district, Cypher ISD, is one of the top districts in Texas. If you were friends with Zakia Duncan on Instagram or followed her on TikTok, you'd often see posts about how much she loved her children. She could be seen in some TikTok videos dancing with them. She'd post congratulatory messages about the day one of them graduated from kindergarten. And from the outside looking in, she was a doting mother whose kids meant the world to her. But to her kids, she was their worst nightmare. In Cyprus, on October 18th, 2022, two 16-year-old twins a male and a female, can be seen on door cameras going from home to home begging for help around 5 a.m. The boy was shirtless and both of them were barefoot with temperatures in October in the 50s. Because it was so early in the morning, many of their neighbors told them to just keep it moving. They go from house to house for about 30 minutes when finally a single mom and ICU nurse who is wished to remain anonymous answers and lets them in. What she finds is one of the worst cases of child abuse I've ever seen. The woman spoke to ABC 13 and shared that when the teens showed up at the door, they immediately showed her the handcuffs and told her, we're not here to hurt you, we just need help. They told her that they had just escaped from the laundry room of their home where their mom had them handcuffed. They said that they hadn't eaten in a week and how their mom wouldn't allow them to take showers, but gave them dirty mop water to wash up. As she listened to their story, she offered them food and took pictures of their injuries, which are pretty graphic. She makes a call to her local police department. The teens were taken to the Children's Hospital in Katy, Texas, and were treated for their injuries. A few days later, after they were released from the hospital, The teens provided statements to the police, and it's absolutely heartbreaking what they endured. They detailed being forced to drink bleach, 
having corrosive oven cleaner sprayed in their mouths, being routinely beaten and burned. The children told the investigators when they were beaten by their mother, she used extension cords, curtain rods, and other metal poles to hit them. Her boyfriend, Jova Terrell, would often even punch the 16-year-old boy. The children also say that all they were given to eat were mustard, relish, or bologna sandwiches. The next part is pretty graphic, but they also detail how sometimes they were forced to drink their own urine or eat their own feces. They say that the only water that they had to drink from was a valve that was part of their washing machine, according to ABC 13. And when it came time to sleep, the teens were given a dangerous amount of pills like Benadryl to keep them sleeping for a long time. So how did they escape? Well, according to KHOU11, the boy told the police that he found the handcuff keys in his mom's purse, and so he hid them in his mouth. They had to wait until the early morning hours to unlock the handcuffs and escape, you know, making sure that everybody in the house was asleep. What do you know about Child Protective Services? I know that those are the people that come when children are being mistreated or like aren't being taken care of in the homes and they usually take the children away from their parents if they need to. Right. You know, they're there to work on behalf of the child and to investigate any reports of abuse or neglect. And although they really hate taking the children away, if that is the safest for them to be removed from the home, then they will. So the next bit of information is what really infuriates me, because although there's no record of Child Protective Services ever visiting their home in Texas, there is a paper trail in Louisiana. In 2012, for example, according to The Advocate, Duncan and her then-husband, Nicholas Menina, were booked with one count each of cruelty to juveniles by the East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office. According to affidavits, school officials sent one of their children to the pediatric burn unit at Our Lady of the Lake Medical Center for treatment of injuries. The five-year-old child had burns on both feet, the genitalia, and the buttocks, as well as bruises in other places on his body. The burns looked like they were caused by being in hot, scalding water, according to the medical staff. And when the cops went to Duncan's house to investigate the burns, they found a 20-month-old baby whose hands were tied and a five-year-old child. While in custody, Duncan told the officers that she and her husband would punish the children by making them do push-ups for an hour, which would often cause swelling in their hands. That same child who was burned was also made to sleep on the floor of a room with boards in front of the door to keep them from, quote, escaping and stealing food from the kitchen. Two of the couple's other children were taken to the hospital with bruises and then given to the state to care for. Manina is thought to have at least five children total with Duncan. And on October 29, 2019, she was convicted of cruelty to a child according to court documents after allegedly deserting one of her children. It's unclear whether or not that child was removed from her custody at the time, but considering she was arrested for the case that we're talking about today with eight children in her care, obviously that child had been returned to her. Let's fast forward to 2022, where Zakia Duncan and her boyfriend, Jova Terrell, 
moved with eight children from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to the Marvita neighborhood in Cypress, Texas. Neighbors who were interviewed said that the family had only been living there for about two weeks. Although Duncan has no record of having a job and her boyfriend, known as YGB Joker, is an aspiring rapper with limited success, the home they were living in is worth an estimated $600,000. This was a huge house with four bedrooms, three and a half bathrooms, a sprawling staircase, two-car garage, and access to the community pool and water park. If you go back to her Instagram or TikTok, which I found actually, in April 2021, she posted a photo of four of her six sons and captioned it, I love spending time with my boys. The complete opposite of the horrific things that were actually happening when cameras were off. After the teens were able to report to police about what they had escaped from, the Harris County Police Department quickly sprung into action. An Amber Alert was issued because police couldn't immediately find Zakia and Jova, and they knew that there were still at least five other children in their care. Their ages were 7, 10, 14, and another pair of 12-year-old twins, according to Oxygen.com. They also had Duncan's 18-year-old child with them. Duncan and Terrell were eventually captured on Tuesday, October 18th, 2022, by the Louisiana State Police in Baton Rouge, but only one of the five missing children was with them. Later, they were found to be at a relative's house safe. The couple were held in Louisiana until they could be extradited back to Harris County, Texas. According to KPRC2 Houston, on November 3rd, 2022, Zakia appeared in court facing two counts of assault on a family member and two counts of aggravated assault on a family member. Both are felony charges. Terrell made his first court appearance on Saturday, November 19th, 2022, and was charged with continuous assault of a family member, and his bond was set at $500,000. The judge set Zakia's bond to $4.5 million, and get this, she was pregnant again. I wish this had a happy ending, but as of November 2022, the children were all brought back to Texas and placed in foster care. I guess the good news is that they escaped the torture and the cruelty that they faced at the hands of their mother. But the reality is that with so many siblings, it could be assumed that they weren't all placed together. Well, why do you say that? Well, I did some very basic research about siblings being placed in foster care, and I came across some information from CaseyFamilyPrograms.org. And uh, here, will you read this for me? Being placed with siblings can serve as a protective factor against the adverse experiences associated with placement in foster care. Preserving and promoting sibling relationships has been found to result in better outcomes for children. However, it's estimated that 53% to 80% of children with siblings are separated from one or more of their siblings while in care. Well, when you read that, I guess I can see why that isn't the ideal ending. But uh, I hope they can all be together somewhere. Right. This was definitely an extremely horrifying case, but I'm so glad that the twins had enough courage to break out and to seek help. 
I don't know what I would have done if somebody came knocking at our door at five in the morning, you know, asking for help with a pair of handcuffs in their hands. And those neighbors that turned them away, I'm sure that now that they've seen this story, you know, I hope they don't feel bad because obviously it could have been a scam. You just never know. But kudos to the neighbor who actually did take the time to open the door and figure out what was going on. And although she wants to remain anonymous, I hope she knows that. I mean, she's a hero and I hope the people around her, you know, tell her that all the time um, because she really was brave for doing that. And as far as the siblings, I mean, they're going to need a lot of support. And it is sad that, you know, with eight of them, they probably, you know, because we don't know if they're in a like children's home where there's like lots of different rooms or if they're like in foster uh, housing situation where there's like a foster mom and dad who can only take in maybe two or three kids at a time because they're minors. So that type of information is not, you know, readily available to the public. Well, hopefully the best thing that's happening to them right now is since there's eight of them, they're at least evenly split up so they can at least have one other sibling with them. And uh, yeah, I just hope that the foster home promotes them as two. You know, like they're not allowing anyone, anyone to take them, take one. You got to take two. So I just hope that is what's happening or will happen. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the case of the teens who escaped from their house of horrors. We would love to hear from you, your thoughts by leaving us a comment down below, like or subscribe. And we'll see you next week for the main episode. See you in the shadows.